rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. time is 8 o'clock a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I hope that you're all doing well this uh, Monday morning. It's super cold outside right now. It's uh, negative it's 83. Uh, you know, I can't really verify all that, but you know, it's mad cold outside, super cold. So be safe. Uh, that's what you need to do. You need to be safe and stay warm out there. Um, if you are on your way to work, please drive safely. Um, snow is not yet on some of the side streets. Uh, been plowed. Looks like we had a little bit of a dusting overnight, so it's a little bit extra slick out there. Uh, you know how it goes. The sun came out a little bit yesterday, so it warmed things up, melted a little bit. Then it got cold, and that part is iced over. So we hope that you guys are going to uh, have a beautiful, wonderful day today. Time is 8.01. All right. Uh, William Miller III is here. Good morning, GMA, and happy crispy. Not even crisp yet. Weather Monday morning. Absolutely. Josue Pais is here. Good morning to your brother. Sarah Stone, J.L. Harris, and Saul Olivas. Good morning to all of you fantastic people. Um, so there's a lot going on in the city. Uh, a couple things to talk about. And actually, I'm going to start off with the first thing that's happening. Uh, I've got some housing information, affordability Habitat for Humanity, Family Focus, all kinds of great things are going on. But actually, before I get into that, Gabriel Bradford, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling positive, motivated, and ready to start the week out strong. Absolutely. Y'all heard that, right? Motivated. Absolutely. Just, just, just ready for all of it. You need to be, man. You need to be. Um, but let's listen to some, some lovely stuff. Love local Days aims to lure customers to downtown Aurora. The weather may have turned a bit more wintry lately, but the Aurora Downtown Group hopes that the Love Local Days promotion set for February 1st to the 14th will heat up business in the center of the city. The emphasis on buying and supporting local businesses will feature a payback of sorts for visitors who will receive a range of discounts on food and products from more than two dozen participating businesses. Uh, perhaps the largest total ever for the promotion, which according to Marissa Amoni said reflects the growth of local businesses. Quote, Aurora downtown is always trying to do something unique to engage people and bring them downtown to enjoy our wonderful shops and restaurants and love local days. Uh, allows the businesses to share that love with their customers. Um, a press release from the Aurora downtown group adds that when shoppers mention Love Local. Patrons will be able to take advantage of savings during the two weeks at more than two dozen downtown businesses. All right. So if you're looking for something nice, yeah, fellas, 
Valentine's Day coming up, right? Get your girl something. What you going to get your girl? Go downtown, shop around, love local, hit the two words. Yeah, y'all got any that love local up in here? Oh, right this way, sir. How you about that? Be a good boyfriend. Uh, participating businesses include Altero Latin Fusion, La Quinta de los Reyes, the Cotton Seed Creative Exchange, the Perch, French 75 Gallery and Lounge, Do or Die Designs, Tavern on Broadway, Treadwell Coffee, the Cornucopia Shopcraft Urban, Chupacabra Puerto Rican Kitchen, and many others. Um, Half Off Wine will be available on Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday during the promotion at Stope Island Social. That's at 5 East Galena Boulevard, Wickwood House, 80 South River. And take 14 off purchases, or excuse me, 14% off purchases as well. Bally Doyle at 28 West New York Street will have Half Off Chocolate Martinis. Damn. On Wednesdays, Craft Urban at 41 South Stope will offer daily specials. All right. Gabriel, what do you think about that? That sounds like a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. like I love local businesses. There's whenever I get a chance a chance I love supporting them. There's always something really fun that they're doing or like all the products are really cool because most of them are made locally or sourced locally. Right. And that's uh, that's something that's really important and that we should be supporting. Like, you know, places like the Cotton Seed where all their products are made by local artisans and, I mean, local creatives. It's, right. it's honestly quite amazing. Saul Olivas, good morning. Happy Monday to you. Josue says, keep warm. It's freezing cold outside. Yes, it is. Karina Suarez-Darden is here. Good morning to you. Davi Samantha Danner is here as well. All of our friends are up in here. Arabella Jimenez and Gloria Gerardo. All right. The time is 8.04 a.m. Well, this, uh, this week as we get into things, um, is going to be an absolutely, you know, it's it's February already, uh, or about to be. Uh, not going to take away the couple, little bit of time that we got left in this month, but it's February already, and um, I'm absolutely amazed at how fast time is flying. Time is flying really fast, and I just wanted to kind of reflect on that because I remember not that long ago, right, thinking you know, especially when you're young, right? You think Mm -hmm. time takes forever. You know, school, it seems like a long time before school goes back. Then after a while, it's not so long. And then now the years are just flying by and flying off the calendar. And I hope that you guys, whatever plans or thoughts or or, uh, resolutions that you may have made for this new year going on, I hope that you guys stick to them. I've been seeing a lot of good, refreshing, and, uh, somber posts out there recently on places like Instagram and stuff, just kind of driving home that message for people to stay focused, uh, stay mindful of the tasks that they want to achieve and the things that they're trying to do. Um, So I'd like to offer people that same kind of perspective. Just stay hungry, stay focused on what you're doing, and don't give up, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the staying mindful of your goals is – very important because a lot of people like I I can't remember where I was reading at but there was like a statistic where most people who start they start their goal like they make a goal or they say okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this and they say they'll do it they they don't make a plan they just say okay I'll go to the gym so right by like the end of January guaranteed over fifty percent of people who do that are have not been to the gym in like two weeks 
Right. I'm I'm not kidding. That's that's literally what happens. So, like being mindful and staying focused on where you're going to take your goal, what you want to accomplish. That's very important because a goal is only an idea until you write it down. You put down the steps, the processes that you're going to take, and your goals have to be attractive to you. If they're not fun, if they're not exciting, if they're not motivating, right? they're just ideals that you, you look at and you say, oh, this is on a pedestal. This is pretty cool. I want to go to the gym or, oh, I want to eat healthier or, oh, I want to you know, treat myself better or go out for more food, whatever. Those are just ideals until you write them down. Yeah, and I think that for so many people, they, like, I think they think ahead. See, they think what the outcome will be, and they don't think about the work to do. They don't think about setting yeah. the goal. Like, like mm. we'll take the gym for an example, right? I want to get fit. I want to get healthy. See, in their mind, they're just thinking how they look with the muscles, right? Handsome, cut with them. They're not thinking about the waking up or how... What if you don't want to go to the gym that day? What are you going to do about that? How are you going to work yeah. through your your uh, those times? Because you're not always motivated, man. And that's the thing, too, that I, mm-hmm. I, I saw um, oh, yeah. recently. It said something like, it was a Navy SEAL quote. I'm going to butcher it. But it said basically like, for the days when you aren't, when you wake up and you're not motivated, that's where discipline comes in. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. where discipline comes in. Like, you know what? No. I'm supposed to be up. What time is it? Five. I'm supposed to be up. Yeah, that's that's a really important thing because going to the gym, people think it feels good, and it does feel good. But there are days where it's five o'clock. I don't want to wake up. I yeah. I don't want to get out of bed. It's too cold. I mean, you go to the gym? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I go to the gym. What are you working on? If you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not that I can't tell. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so I I do a lot of the different machines. So it, it depends on the day. So I like to do have arm days and then I'll have leg days. So there's different machines that you use for different days. So it, it just depends on okay. what you're working on. Right now I'm really trying to work on my bench press because it's really good if you can bench your own body weight. So I've been working out there. Right now I'm at like 87%. So I'm okay. kind of excited about that. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, well yeah, I, I've seen you with the short shirts yeah. on. Looking like uh, yeah. looking like Ron Haynes' little brother. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen you. So keep yeah. it up, man. Keep it up. Norman Peterson's here. Good morning. Michael Rayford's here. Good morning to you. Johnny Felix is here. Good morning as well. What's up, A-Town? Michael Rayford Media. Hashtag how money works. Um yeah, you got to stay you got to stay down, you got to stay motivated, you got to stay dedicated. Businesses fail. Ideas that you try to do will fail. Not everything is going to work out. It's not all going to oh, work yeah. out in your yeah. favor. It's not going to work out. It might it might mess up, but that's where people need to understand like, yo, don't give up. Yeah, it, that's where discipline comes into play like you were talking about because if something fails, that's okay. But being disciplined means that you try again and you try something different. You start somewhere different. And a statistic that some people may know is that 90% of small businesses fell in their first three years. Right. 90%. Right. That is a crazy statistic. If you think about it, out of every nine out of every 10 businesses fell in let in under three years. Damn. So that's something where if you're not disciplined, right, 
you're never going to own a biz- a successful business because right. most people their first business is not successful. Like and and that's a that's a fact. Like many people have to start multiple businesses before they understand what it takes to make money. Yeah, it made and, me think about a couple of yeah. failed endeavors of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, but look at where we're at today. Yeah. I mean, we have the yeah. Second City's first daily news podcast. Facts. And, I mean, we have, I mean, listeners from all over the world, from, like, Austria. Austria. And, Shout out to Austria. <laughs> Shout out to Austria. Like, Austria, Pakistan, yep. and, and all Pakistan. these all these different countries that, I mean, two years ago, we wouldn't even dreamed of having listeners in these countries. Well, I I dreamed. Well, I, mean, I dreamed. We, yeah, yeah, it was but, a dream. Oh, we were, yeah, we were dreaming. Yeah, we, we were dreaming, but, like, it wasn't a reality, and, like, now... Yeah. Now here we are today, almost um, three years later. That's and you, you know something too. Um, I've uh, one thing I've noticed in the time doing this too is like there. So there was a gray area with doing this that I, that was kind of for me. I could see it, but I don't think other people were able to see it. Like I was telling you about the when we were talking about the packages and everything. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The problem. And this is where people need to be able to see that themselves. Right? Yeah. We're going to help you out today, but you need to use your own brain to see this. This is like you need to take the training wheels off your mind and see this yourself. What I did not know was that when I started doing this, all the people I was asking for help from were people who, Michael Rayford was there for this conversation, he knows, were people who, they had a degree in journalism or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They had a background, of, but they got it in 2000, 2001. You know what I'm saying? So now during a pandemic where nobody's good, me telling them that I want to do news and I want to capture story. They weren't hearing that. that yeah. it, was, it was just, right? they were like, of course it's going to fail. Right. Yeah. So that was a mistake that I was making. I didn't realize that the people who I was looking to for information or advice were only going to give me no disrespect, but like jaded advice. Because they weren't even doing news no more. They went on, you know, they doing something else. They they got jobs, jobs. Right. They went to college with the dream of being Lester Holt when that didn't happen. Then they went to go work at yeah. Carson Perry Scott and all that, you know. Shout out to Car- Carson Perry Scott. But so that's what I didn't see at that time. I didn't realize that that what I was dreaming about wasn't able to be seen by them. Yeah, you know. Oh, and that's sure, what yeah. I think. I think some people need to understand that too. Like just because you're talking about your cake business or your cupcake business or your shirt, whatever you doing. Look who you're telling your story to. If you're yeah. telling it to people who oh, are, exactly. oh, that's not going to work. Like, you can't necessarily believe that. You got to believe in yourself. Yeah, and and that's the thing where so few people are going to buy into your vision. Right. And, and that's the thing, like, as entrepreneurs, as visionaries, as leaders, very, not many people look at your vision and say, that's reality. That, that can happen. Right. And because I'm, I've been the only one in a room where I'm like, hey, this can happen. We're capable of this. 
people looked at me like I'm crazy. They're like, wait, you think you can do that? You you think you can build this from the ground up and have a big successful one? But I'm like, yeah, 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 totally. And then, but then what the few people who come with you for the ride, for the journey, they start with you when you're, you're doing your podcast in the bathroom where you're calling right. people on your, like your iPhone four, like that kind of thing. The few people who are with you at that time, that like those people you want them because they're the ones who buying your vision and they see you with the studio with two studios. I mean, here we are, starting a bathroom on an iPhone four, right? And now we're in, we have two studios. We got mad iPhones. We, we, yeah, I mean, we, we got our iPhones. <laughs> we got our own podcasting equipment, right? And but it all started in a bathroom yep. where literally we call people. Mm-hmm. We didn't have video cameras, nothing like that. We didn't do live streams. Like it was that. Like, that's where it started, and now here we're, we're like, here's where we're at three years later, right. all, well, even less than three years later, and that's the thing where you had a dream. You had a vision. You started this on that, and, you know, three years, almost three years later, we're at that point where we're realizing a lot of that vision. We've been expanding. I mean, right. In, in Good Morning Row, we're expanding a lot. And also in, in Buenos Aires, Aurora, I believe we're looking for, is it a co-host or a we guest are. host? Scratch it up, though. Which reminds me, you missed the meeting this weekend. Oh, which you I was did. in Chicago yeah, and all yeah. that. This is, bad. this is very inspirational. But, <laughs> but we got to get you. You got to come. Uh, we got to talk. We'll talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I, I gotta gotta hear all about it. We got team meetings now. Yeah you know, yeah, which so. you were not at. So <laughs> <laughs> calling me out on just, on air. Wow, I'm just wow, busting your balls. <laughs> this is it's that's yeah. what we do in live. You oh, know, yeah. hey man, yeah. right? It's us, baby. Yeah, it's, it's the team. Gotta do it. Yeah, you know, it's the team. It's the team. Um, what? Take us to a commercial, gay bro. Just do that. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Do me a quick favor if you would be so kind. The time is 8.16 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, second largest city's first daily news podcast. Please read the, um, there's news in there about the chili cook-off with Java Plus. If you could read that, please. Um, And then if you could read the family focus, healthy families information as well. All right. Good morning. The Saturday, March 11th from noon to 3 p.m. will be the chili cook-off happening at Java Plus, which is 1677 Montgomery Road. Oh, Java Plus. Chili cook-off. That sounds good. You Do you put, like, bacon in your in your chili? No. No? Oh, okay, because I, I like my I like some bacon and cheese. Like, I, I'm a little extra, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. Hey, man. Hey, ha- have it your way, dog. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, have even talking way. about talking about dogs, hot dogs. Those are really in good. Chili? In, in chili. Oh yeah. Have you never cut up like a hot dog or like a sausage? Get like some worst kitchen sausage. Yeah, we've done a lot of we've we've done a lot of a lot of things. We've done a lot of things uh, with 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 cooking and all that. So, uh, Plus, hey, so fried bologna and yeah. chili. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're interested in being a competitor, there's a an application and the I believe the fee is twenty dollars for entry for customers. There's a five dollar fee and that includes sampling all of the tasty submissions. All applications must be completed and submitted by March first. Again, that's March first. So if you're interested in submitting your favorite recipe, hopefully with like bacon and, and cheese and sausage, then you need to apply by March first. All at 
And for more information or to receive an application, you can call 331-212-6665. Again, that number is 331-212-6665. And? And moving on to <laughs> family focus. I think we're, we're looking for that. Is that, is that on the, the news? Oh, here you go. Or you got the information. We got the news in Spanish. Oh, wait. Is that the Spanish version? Uh, yes. Damn. Scratch it up. Can you read it? No. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Well, hold on. Oh, I got the thing on Family Focus. All right. There you go. See? I knew it was it. on there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was in there. It was there. like right in front of me. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Now I can see it. <laughs> Our friends of Family Focus have teamed up with Healthy Families Aurora to provide a variety of services for those in need in the community. Child care and other activities are available as well as virtual services. The program and services are free and open to the public. For more information, call 630-488-600. Again, that number is 630-488-600. Thank you very zero. much. Another zero. Appreciate that. All right, guys. The time is 8.20 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. As mentioned um, yesterday, it is with great sadness um, that the city of Aurora has announced uh, the passing of Mr. Fred Rogers. Um, Fred Rogers um, is the namesake of the Fred Rogers Magnet Academy on the east side of Aurora. Um, Fred Rogers was a fantastic man. I'm going to read. Uh, no, you can leave that off. Uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to read the uh, what the city of Aurora wrote um, their statement for Mr. Fred Rogers. And then good morning, Aurora will observe a morning of, excuse me, a moment of silence. It is with great sadness that we announce the passing of Mr. Fred Rogers, a fierce champion and advocate for youth. He died early Saturday morning. The city of Aurora's first ever youth services director, Fred served our community in that distinguished role for nearly 25 years. He built an award-winning, nationally recognized youth department that positively influenced and perpetually impacted the lives of tens of thousands of Aurora children. Even well into retirement these past few years, Fred provided his insight on youth issues and would often reach out to City Hall to offer advice, guidance, and gratitude. Fred Rogers was an Aurora icon and institution. The Fred Rogers Magnet Academy in East Aurora School District 131 bears his name and represents his unyielding commitment to our youth and their future. Fred left an indelible mark on Aurora and a proven blueprint for service and advocacy for us all to follow. May he rest in peace. That statement is from our mayor, Richard C. Irvin. Uh, at this moment, good morning, Aurora. We'll observe a moment of silence. Time is 8.22 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. With it being a brand new week, uh, and as we get closer to the uh, 
uh, a brand new month too. Uh, something I'm going to do for you guys. We told you guys about this last week, but we've got some interesting uh, interviews coming up. I've got another story I'm going to tell you about with Habitat for Humanity here uh, momentarily. But um, tomorrow, Pastor Jose Torres of Fresh Start City Church will be on Buenos Dias Aurora. So tune in to that. It'll be really good. Uh, Quad County Um, Urban League returns on Wednesday on the show. And then Friday, we have a gentleman by the name of Thomas Hartman, who has a uh, piano program for kids that we're going to learn about together. Um, He told me a lot about it, uh, but he's going to tell all of you. And if you've got some young people out there who are looking to get involved and do something cool in the realm of playing the piano, well, let them know to tune in. It'll be a, um, uh, a really... Really good and interesting show. I've always liked the piano. It's a it's an instrument I've always had great respect and admiration for. Um, never been able to play it myself, but the little bit of times I've sat down and just tapped out some really easy keys and sounds, I was always like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, like I'm Stevie Wonder yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um All right, but I do have that information here um, about Habitat for Humanity. We told you guys about this last week, uh, but check this out. The key theme for the new Habitat Green subdivision plan for Aurora's far west side can be summed up in one word, affordability. The goal of its planners is to make the 17-house Habitat for Humanity subdivision, quote, an affordable and resilient community while achieving energy efficiency. That's according to Mina Byers, Vice President of Community and Business Development for NICOR, which serves 2.3 million customers in northern Illinois with natural gas. Dang, 2.3 million. Uh, NICOR is part of the planning for the development, which will be done by Habitat for Humanity. The company not only granted Habitat some of the money for the estimated $5.5 million project, It will provide natural gas heat for houses that will include many green elements with the idea that the homes will be net zero as far as energy use. Net zero means that the subdivision will use only as much energy overall as it generates. It is a carbon neutral situation that can be achieved by combining natural gas and electric resources. The subdivision has several firsts, officials said. It will have modern green elements, but in a subdivision with low income residents, it will be a net zero community partially designed by a gas company, and it will be in a northern climate. According to Juliet Shavit, a spokesperson for NICOR from Smartmark Communications LLC, quote, A gas company running a net zero community is extraordinarily unique. We have a role to play in a net zero community. We play in the sandbox with electric so a user can afford to live comfortably. It really is a novel idea, close quote. So novel. It is the first of its kind for NICOR and the first in a northern climate for Southern Company, NICOR's parent company, which has smart neighborhoods with Alabama power and Georgia power. According to buyers, what's groundbreaking is how, scratch it up. Sip it up, sip it up, sip it up, sip it up. All y'all sip it up. Where's your water at? Oh, it's. Uh, well, you don't get it. See, it's, you it's work a, a little ways. Yeah, I'm I'm on the job. I'll, I'll sip it up later, though. <laughs> think it up, think it up, think it up. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm, I'm thinking. Imagine y'all. it up, imagine yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> sip um, my, my imaginary water. Right. Um, 
All right, let's try that quote from Mrs. Byers again. What's groundbreaking about it is how gas and electric are going to work together. It's how we can make it seamless, close quote. The 1,500 to 1,700 square foot houses will be equipped with a number of green features, including solar panels, a battery storage system, insulated concrete foam walls, spray foam, energy efficient windows, heat recovery, ventilation, and LED lighting. Wow. The system will collect solar power for electric and bring in natural gas for heat will be tied together in what officials are hoping is an easy and affordable option for homeowners. According to Ms. Byers, these will be first time homeowners. We know they're going to have a lot to think about. Making it easy is really important. Our goal is not to have to manually think about it. She describes the neighborhood as a living laboratory. We want to share this model. We imagine that these can be replicated by large-scale builders. For Habitat for Humanity, it also is a new tactic. According to Jeffrey Barrett, executive director of the Montgomery-based Fox Valley Habitat for Humanity, the focus for the organization has been on individual homes. Um, We are now on an exciting new course. We are transitioning from building a few homes a year to building an entire community. Founded in 1988, Fox Valley Habitat for Humanity has built or upgraded 70 homes in Aurora, North Aurora, Batavia, and Montgomery. Habitat received received a uh, $1.25 million federal housing and urban development grant for the neighborhood with the help of office of excuse me with the help of the office of U.S. Representative Bill Foster. The federal grant will be used to provide the infrastructure for the neighborhood, including water and sewer lines, utilities, streets, sidewalks, and stormwater mitigation. So far, $3 million has been pledged to the $5.5 million community, and Habitat has kicked off a fundraising campaign to secure the rest. The time is 828. Gabriel, what do you think about that? I think that's genuinely amazing because... I mean, here in Aurora, we do have a lot of services for for people in need. But the most important is, again, as always, is housing. And that's something that I think there's, there, we always need more of because there's, there is a very pr- fairly large homeless population or housing insecure population here on Aurora. And uh, that's something that I've personally been able to um, to witness and, and see what from a uh, you know, firsthand perspective from volunteering at a lot of the, the food pantries in the area is that you do meet a lot of people who are either food insecure and housing insecure or they're they're both and we're uh, very close to being homeless. And that's something where I think it's really great that uh, that we do have a whole entire neighborhood coming in. I mean, 17 homes, that's amazing, where, you know, individual families are going to have housing. And I think that's genuinely something that, like, is, is truly amazing. Like, the the fact that they're combining this with, like, a gas company, like a gas company is helping sponsor this, is crazy. I mean, it's, I like to think about that. It's going to be net zero, Emissions, so it's not only a good neighborhood helping families who would may not be able to get homes normally, but it's also assisting like the environment and being good stewards of the environment, which I think is is really amazing. And all from you know a partnership with the gas company, which is 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 kind of unique because 
if you do look at the the gas industry, they do a lot of like they they can have a negative impact on the environment uh, just based off of if you learn more about the process for getting natural gas, it is really bad for the environment. <laughs> right. I've uh, I personally done a bit of research on that and there's so many articles that you can read. You can, literally you can go to like Science Direct. I, I'm in college right now, so I they I the, the whole entire database. But you can literally you don't even have to go on a database. You can Google it and you'll find articles that talk about how what they do, the impact on the environment. And so I think it's great that they're working towards you know, zero carbon emissions and trying to keep it as green as possible and as good for the environment. Yeah, and if anyone is interested in another good periodical to read, it's called Popular Mechanics. Popular Mechanics is an old periodical. It's a really good, um, oh, a good but one. it has uh, it has had fantastic articles over the years of uh, uh, the uh, the impact of natural gas and, and uh, what it does to the environment and all of that. It's just, uh, it's amazing. But Habitat for Humanity, though, building an entire neighborhood as opposed to just doing single houses, to me, was the thing that kind of struck me the most about the about oh, the yeah. article because yeah. I, I thought, I thought, well, that's really efficient because I've dealt with some clients who have mortgages through uh, Habitat for Humanity, helping them with rent assurance, rent mm-hmm. insurance, uh, rent, uh, rental assistance, um, and I thought. Wow, if Habitat for Humanity is just going to kick up the, you know, kick up their capacity and build neighborhoods with the help, I mean, with the money that NICOR makes too, to be able to give back in a, in such a fashion to provide first-time home buyers their homes, um, with the reduced cost that it talks about. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think that's really, a, I think that's really a good thing. It gives you hope for yeah. humanity. I I think it does, and it it's. It just it's crazy how they were started, you know, a little, over thirty years ago, and now they're at the point where, like, up to this point, they've done seventy homes, and now if you think about it, they're doing seventeen. That's seventeen new homes in a development in under two years. That's crazy because if you average it out, they've been doing less than two homes a year, right? Or a little over two homes a year for the past. 30 years so the fact that now they're doing 17 right is 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 just phenomenal i mean and especially here in aurora we do need a lot um we we still need a lot of supports for people who are not necessarily able to get homes because uh again there's there's even especially with with covid there's been a lot more people who are like housing insecure, so right. Uh, Gabriel, do me a favor, take me to a commercial, please, um, as I deliver some more great Aurora downtown news. Um, as you guys know, there's a couple of things, uh, a couple of staples here in our city that are going to be returning very shortly. Um, one of which is going to be First Fridays here. Um, uh, so First Friday starts its 10th year in February. The monthly art and cultural offering began in September of 2013. Held 10 months out of the year, First Fridays runs from February through December, taking a break in July. Uh, in March, First Fridays will present the theme Women in the Front. According to Marissa Amoni, that'll pay homage to women who stand up, take charge, and inspire us. May's First Fridays will bring the large food truck festival to Benton Street, and the food truck court will open in June at Water Street Square. 
with a handful of vendors across from City Hall. The food court joins first Fridays in June and then returns through excuse me from September through December. Javier Burgos is here. Good morning to you, Javier Burgos. Javier Burgos is the uh, he is the proprietor of Java Plus. Java Plus is a fantastic coffee shop located at 1677 Montgomery Road. Josie Mendoza, Geller, David Cannon, Karina Suarez, Darden says you're right. Gabriel and Maria Chirito are here. Good morning to all of you fantastic people. Valeria Loretta, good morning to you as well. Back to what I was doing. Okay, August 1st, Fridays, will close down Stope Avenue for Aurora Downtown's annual Stope Block Party. Uh, Gabriel, scratch it up. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Stope Block Party now. Listen very carefully. It encompasses Stope. Some people think that it's like, like Lollapalooza and all that. Like it, No, it's just like it literally just encompasses Stope. However, it is a it is a shebang out there on Stope when the Stope Avenue block party goes on. So for those of you who know, let everybody else know. It only encompasses Stope. Doesn't really go, even though there's something else going on at different times in the city, all those um all of those other things aren't necessarily associated with that. It is its own block party. Only on Stope. Uh, Alley Art Festival returns with an expanded footprint now, Water Street Mall to Downer Place. Um, April 1st, Egg Hunt on the Island will fill up downtown with Easter and spring activities at several participating businesses. The event will run from 1 to 3 p.m. and also feature Bunny at the Gazebo. Uh, Yeah, so you can meet the Easter Bunny and get a photo with him. How about that? Um, Coco Crawl comes back. Boss Babes starts um, in, uh, I think Boss Babes starts next month too. Um, The year-round, excuse me, this event is now held monthly from 4.30 to 6 p.m. on the third Thursday at Wickwood House. Uh, They incorporate a couple of field trips into the lineup, and this year Boss Babes will be visiting Fox Valley Mall in March and Homestead 1854 in August. What is Homestead 1854? Oh, I'm I'm not familiar. Can you look that up, please? Yeah, okay, young man. We're we're, we're uh, we got to Google it. Yeah, let's Google that. I don't know what that is. Homestead 1854. It sounds uh, sounds country. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a frog in a corn and he yeah, <laughs> crambone. Um. Okay, so I gave you that news about habitat. Couple of things coming up here um, as well, and then we will get back to what we have been talking about. The time is eight thirty-seven a.m. Don't forget the Triumph uh, Mentoring Program. Well, uh, Wabanzi Community College, excuse me, Wabanzi Community College has a good amount of events coming up for February. Tuesday, February seventh is a wellness drive. Wednesday, the eighth is Money Matters. Tuesday, February fourteenth is an engagement fair, and Thursday, February sixteenth, which we have yet to confirm, will be the Usually Conference United something Hispanic Latino something. Uh, I I massacred that acronym. I know what it is. I saw it posted on this uh, big sign on this big sign, which I don't have here. Um, and then there's another luncheon meeting, which uh, will be for me. For more information, you can email our friend Yasmin Montenegro at wabonzi.edu. If you are interested in getting involved with any of these great events, Wabonzi Community College is a fantastic institution, and I am proud to be part of the Triumph Mentoring Program for Young Men, a way for them to discover who they are, what they want to be, what they want to do, and what it takes to be 
motivated, dedicated, positive, and dare I say handsome as well. <laughs> Scratch it up just for me. Scratch that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got some handsome people in the chat too. So I know you're yeah. handsome. Right? Right? Yeah. Everybody yeah, we're, we everybody we can dig yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but uh what I was gonna say though too is Brett Putton. Yeah is part of our team and he is our mentee of the trial of the mentorship program. You can check him out here on good morning Aurora with his own segment called putting in the work. And that's what we do. What is 1854? Did you figure out what it is? So the, the homestead 1854 is a wedding venue in Plano, Illinois. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, Hmm. this is cute. Uh, It's located on a historic two acre property in Plano. So it's uh it's a wedding venue. Yeah, it's a wedding venue. So it, yeah, it's a cute little, little place. Sounds, sounds like a fun place. Okay, take the phone off the computer though, because it's got the touchpad, and sometimes oh, yeah. right, it, it, yeah. it could just, yeah, you know, you know, it's really sensitive too with the with the touchpad. Uh, okay, into the woods, explorers. What happens when we get what we want? I told you about this already, um, but. The Into the Woods is the next production coming to our, uh, the Paramount Theater. Um, when Trent Stork was in high school, they played the role of the baker in the production of his favorite musical, Into the Woods. Meanwhile, Jim Cordy saw Into the Woods during its original Broadway run. Um, now the Jeff Award winning pair get to co-direct the musical when Paramount presents it February 1st through March 19th here in Aurora. Mr. Stork is the associate artistic producer and casting director at the Paramount Theater, and Jim Cordy is the theater's artistic director. Into the Woods is Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine's reimagining of the Grimm Brothers' fairy tales. Performances are at 1.30 at 7 p.m. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Fridays, 3 and 8 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 and 5.30 p.m. on Sundays. There will be no 1.30 p.m. show on February 1st. Into the Woods is about the baker and his wife and their quest to collect items to break a spell cast by the witch. Characters like Little Red Riding Hood, Jack of Beanstalk fame, Cinderella, and Rapunzel pop up along the way. Um, according to Mr. Cordy, Into the Woods is very much a metaphor about what makes us human. It's taking something very familiar, which are fairy tales, into the grim fairy tales, which are darker. There are themes of wishing and getting your wish and what happens if you get your wish. What if you get what you want? Does it end up being what you thought it was going to be? These are all very adult intellectual themes about human condition and human existence. It's uh, it's a lot of fun watching the show, or even being in it, especially being in it. I was you were in it. I was in it. I was in it twice. It yeah. was like one one of my favorite shows besides Musical the Musical. Shouts out, that was really good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was definitely a really good show to be in, and it's so fun because you have all of your like childhood fairy tales. I grew up listening to these, watching these. I mean, you know, you got Cinderella, you got Rapunzel, you got the baker and his wife, you got Jack, you got the whole entire team. And then you come out with, like, this really fun story, and it's it's got a lot of really good songs in it, too. And But the the main theme is it goes around, it, it's, it's pretty much centered around the baker and his wife and how... They want to have have kids, but there's been a spell that's been placed on them by the witch, who requires 
these specific um, ingredients like the cow is white as corn, the cape is red as blood. The There's a whole entire song to it. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that so, on so air, Wait a minute. So the, so the, the witch wants specific ingredients from the baker. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the witch wants specific ingredients from the baker. He won't give them to her? Uh, no, he has to find them. And they're so hard to find because the cow is white as corn. You can't have a cow that's covered in flour. You have to find a real cow that's as white as corn. Ah. And then you have to go find like the slippers pure as gold ah. and, and all this. So that's how you get like, you get different people like Cinderella. They steal her slippers. Like, uh-huh. like that whole entire you. journey. I get you. That's how you get it. So it's like a scavenger hunt of a yes, fairy tale. Uh-huh. Because, and then it ends where they do have kids. <laughs> the bigger and his wife eventually do. Because, so what happened is that the witch, she used to be very beautiful. She had eternal youth. But it was only, she could only have eternal youth if she kept her magic beans in her garden. So if you, but if you remember the story of the baker and his wife, the baker's wife, or sorry, the baker's parents, mm-hmm. their, his dad stole the, you know, the salad or like the lettuce and beans and different yeah. things from the witch's garden. Oh, so she's so vindictive. She, yeah. So she cursed his whole entire family that Oof. they would never have kids anymore. Damn. So <laughs> what, so now, now that they're cursed, and because the, once they took away like the beans from the witch's garden, mm-hmm. her eternal youth was taken away as well. Damn! So she becomes like this really bad looking witch and misses her youth and everything. So that's that's the, the genesis. But she was a witch story. before. Yeah, she's yeah. always been a witch. Yeah, she's she's always been a witch, but okay. she hasn't been like an ugly witch. She was, uh. you know, I mean, evil has has can look good too. So. So she was, uh, I guess she was a Something very pretty seems dangerous witch. about that house, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like with the, was it the, the gingerbread house? Like it looks good, True. but it's actually really bad. True. So, you know, it's, it's stuff like that where she was, uh, she was always a witch. Yeah. But it was, uh, so that was something that happened. And the whole entire storyline is, is really centered around the baker, his wife, the witch. And then you have all these side stories. So you have the big bad wolf. Little Red Riding Hood. You have like you know Jack and the Beanstalk, and it's really weird how it combines and the, like ends, and you have like the stepsisters, and they get their eyes like poked out, and I'm probably giving away too much, but um, Tracy Duran says <laughs> that they had one of their meetings for the Aurora Regional Fire Museum at Homestead 1854. It's a, be- a beautiful spot, old vintage home, and it also has little meeting buildings outside as well. Karina LaFontaine is here. Good morning, Karina LaFontaine. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, good morning. And Dan Barrero is here. And Victoria Highland Maldonado is here. Um, A story that I remember being, uh, I remember reading when I was young and has stayed with me my entire yeah. life. It was so, point. I got it, like, as soon as I read it as a very small child, was the story of Icarus. Icarus. That's Greek mythology. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But uh, Icarus was a guy who, I can't think of what his job, I think he was, he worked in a candle factory or he did something with candles. Okay. Anyway, he made okay. wings out of wax oh. or he was given wings or something like that. And uh, they was like, yo, and he kept flying with the wings. Oh, yeah. He was like, yo, don't fly too high though, you know, <laughs> right? Yo, stay humble. Mm-hmm. That's the whole story. Oh, I got it. Okay. He ended up flying. Too high, getting close to the sun, the wax melts, 
the wings melt and he falls and presumably he dies. So it's a oh. it was it's a story about not being too prideful, not being too boastful. Right? Yeah. Stay home. Don't fly too. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I remember reading that as a young kid and I was like, wow, that's a powerful story. No, that's I think that's that's really important to learn though, because you know, as 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 people who, you know, if you're you do have a public profile and you are, you know, doing a lot in the community, then you know, it's it's always important to to stay humble and not to be like, Oh yeah, everyone knows me then it's like, oh like you know, and I I personally met with and work with people where they're so successful, but then they're just so humble. They keep it real, you mm-hmm. know, and, and those are the people that I respect the most because even though they they don't need, need to say hi to me, they don't really need to give me any attention. They're just. Yeah. Take like, it to a commercial. Yeah. I remember uh, I'll tell you a story as I go to another piece of news here. But uh, funny you mentioned that uh, uh, there's, uh, you know, people who've always been very humble doctors. Oh, yeah. I've met. A lot of doctors. You know, I used to work at Edward Hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I met a bunch of doctors, brushed shoulders with them, you know, in and out. After working there a long time, though, you get to meet some. You meet some of these guys. And every now and then, if you, you know, you play your cards right, you might end up at a party, backyard little shebang, pool, right? Oh, Lobster yeah, yeah. on the grill, all that. Um. And they're always the coolest people. Go, Curtis. Call me Andy. You know, I'm not doctor, right? Oh, come. Strangely, though, there's another group of people who've always told me to call them doctors, like people who have doctorates, like or people who like have yeah. gotten like an honorary doctor. They've always like corrected me to make sure that I call them doctor. I've always thought that was kind of weird in life. You know, I was always like, that's that's strange. Like people like oh yeah, people who've been given a doctorate. They don't, that's- Curse, can you can you write yeah. in there, doctor so and so? Yeah, I'd be I like, mean, okay. I think there's there are some people who do get kind of hooked on the title, so yeah, they're like they want to be called. They're like it's doctor or it's you yeah, know absolutely. professor you know, stuff like that. Where it's like if you don't call them by their title, then it's they, they get really really bothered with you and and they're like first off, let me correct you. It's, and uh, and I've I met people like that where, you know, you absolutely want to get the title right. But then the thing I've learned is that titles don't make somebody important. You make yourself right. important. And your title is a side effect of what you do. Just like Judge Renee Cruz. When I was, I didn't know who he was. And he was, he was right next to me. Um, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, we were at the Aurora Food Pantry. Oh, yeah. I didn't know who he was. He was just some tall Latino brother, right? I didn't know who he was. He was just putting onions in a sack and giving them to people. And it was me and a couple other people, and we were there. Come to find out years later, right, I'm doing Good Morning Aurora. And I'm like, this that's the guy from the – and he's a judge running for Supreme Court. Right. Crazy. Like, that's, that's the measure of a man right there. That's the yeah. measure. That's what you're looking for in people right there. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's I think the ultimate measure of somebody who though they have titles and, and that's that's great. They're they're just as a person. Just they as ma- a just, just a person. Just as a person, they're they're amazing. Just and, as a person. I mean, those are the people I look up to because I mean titles mean nothing. Yep. I mean that's why I still wear that yeah. shirt. Oh exactly. You're I right. I still like, rock that I still rock the Renee the, the cruise for Supreme. I oh, yeah. still wear that shirt anywhere. Meyer, 
I go out wearing that shirt. I'm proud to wear that shirt. Um, anyway, another thing we're proud to do is give you the news. Gabriel Bradford, do me a favor. Give, give, give them like two pieces of news, please. The time is 8.50 a.m. Yikes, time is going by. Wow. Give them like two pieces of news real quick, and then I'm going to end on our other piece of information. All right, round two of the emergent of the Illinois Emergency Homeowner Assistance Program, or ILHAF, is now open for applications. You may receive up to sixty thousand dollars per household. Is available if you're eligible. If you or someone you know is behind on mortgage, please share this information. The deadline for applications is January thirty first. Again, that deadline is literally tomorrow. Right? Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's literally tomorrow. So See, that's why that's why you're tuning in to Good Morning <laughs> that's, that's why you're listening today. So if you're listening today, you need rental assistance, mortgage assistance, and you are not caught up on your mortgage, please, please call call us at 630-906-9400. Again, that number is 630-906-9400. This is very important because you can receive assistance if you need it. That's and right. uh, again, the Neighbor Project is an amazing community resource that connects people with all this information. So if you are not reaching out to them or following them on social media, then you have no excuse. Right now is the time to do so. That's a fact. Uh, Karina LaFontaine, so good to see you. Karina LaFontaine has been, she's been watching good morning aurora for a very long time karina i'm glad to see your name popping up in the chat again good to see you my dear sister the time is 8 52 all right i got quick two pieces of news to give to you people before we end the show today uh the first thing is that with this weather and as treacherous it is as it has been and is continuing continuing to get rather um i want to mention to all of you that the aurora warming center which is the transportation center the metra Downtown on Broadway is open uh, with frigid weather forecast over this next week. The city of Aurora has activated the centrally located overnight temporary warming center for this week starting. It started yesterday, Sunday, uh, to provide safe, warm space for those in need. It opens as a warming center each night from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. from the evening of Sunday, yesterday, to Sunday, Coming up, which will be the 5th. Um, staff and security guards will be at the site at all times. Visitors to the nearby Hesed House Daytime Warming Center have been notified of this overnight option. The overnight warming center is activated based on temperature thresholds. So what that means is once the temperature gets below a certain degree or gets to a certain um, consistency of cold, the city of Aurora decides to open it up. And that's a good thing. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Not every city does that. Do you, there's, oh, ho, oh, there are towns and localities not far from us. They're not opening it up. What? You mean let people sit in here and stay warm so they're not out dying? On the, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. But anyway, um, and then the next thing I want <clears throat> to, excuse me, uh, the next thing I want to mention to you guys is that Wabonzi Community College has um, 
the Jazz College Series starting on the 3rd of February, um, featuring art and live music performed by Wabansi students and faculty, as well as other middle school, high school, college, and professional musicians. The, ki- uh, the series will kick off at the college's downtown Aurora campus, 18 South River Street, from 5 to 8 p.m. Um, February 3rd. Uh, the free family-friendly program is open to the public and being held in conjunction with Aurora Downtown's group's First Fridays event. Uh, the event will include musical performance by the Oswego East High School Jazz Band, Wabanzi's Jazz Combo, and a pottery demonstration, a collection of pottery designed by students at Wabanzi's Ceramics Club, will be on display. Um, February 11th, the Jazz Series will move to the College of Sugar Grove Campus Auditorium for with a full day of jazz from 2 to 8 p.m., featuring the Illinois State University Jazz Combo and Jazz Ensemble. Um, those attending will also hear a wide variety of musical compositions performed by Wabanzi's Jazz Combo, the Jazz Ensemble, and the Caneland Harder Middle School Jazz Ensemble. Come on, y'all. Now, you see that? Look at that. More jazz than you can 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 shake your finger at. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so there's your news for Wabanzi Community College many aurora events and i'm going to show you guys this here should be able to show you this um this is the listing and breakdown of some february events for black history month at uh, wabanzi community college these are all at the sugar grove campus location um so stay tuned stay tuned for that um times 855 gabriel did we forget anything let's see i think we covered most of these you know what i know what we didn't cover Oh, boy. So over the weekends, I, w- I was like on Facebook and, you know, doing a little social media scrolling, taking a social media break. And I Wait saw. Wait a minute, scratch it up. Huh? You said you was on Facebook scrolling, but you're taking a social media break? Wait, it, we call it social media break. So if you're like doing work and uh, then you stay away, like uh, social media break. Okay. So flip that, flip that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was doing that and I saw this really cool article that said, the Paramount Theater became the largest, largest in the U.S. subscriber. Like, they have the largest subscription-based theater in the U.S. That's true. So they just passed, I can't remember what the other theater was, but they just passed them. So now they're, I think the numbers were thirty over 36,000 subscribers. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to the Paramount. Yes, I have that article. Thank you for preempting that. That was going to be Wednesday's topic. Oh, <laughs> no, you uh-oh. good? Yes, it's all good. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, shout out to Paramount Theater. That's a big, um, uh, huge achievement. Huge yeah, achievement. That's- shout out to our friends like Joel Friend and Sarah and so many of you. Megan over there. So many great people who work at the Paramount who are friends of ours. Jim Jarvis, what up? Um, okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was good news. That's good news. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's 8.57. We hope that you guys all um, enjoy the rest of your uh, Monday here and the rest of your week. Thank you very much for tuning in to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, we are, we are uh, we're always quite happy and honored um, to bring you guys local news, uh, the important topics going on, and let you know what's happening in our dear city. Uh, it's one big sandbox, and we all are playing in it very nicely. 
Um, so this, I hope that everything that you hope for goes good for you. And, uh, we will return on Wednesday morning with more news and more Aurora quad County urban league joins us on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. Take care of yourself and each other.